listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. Good afternoon. I greet you with the greeting of St. Francis. May the Lord give you his peace. Amen. Uh, it's so nice to see all of you. It is the first Saturday. I presume that's why you're here, huh? <laughs> and uh, we love that first Saturday devotion. It's a big part of the spirituality of the shrine here. It's, and it's, we just look forward to it. And then um, also we need a little rest after. So praise God, first Friday, first Saturday. We had beautiful Eucharistic adoration last night, all through the night into the morning. And a couple of people in particular really helped us. So thank you guys. The graces just flow. We spend time with our Lord. Today, for the first Saturday, there's a, a few special masses, a votive masses for Mother Mary in the season of Lent. So that's the prayers today. The, Vir the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of Reconciliation. Mother of Reconciliation. I thought, um, I've never said this particular mass before. And so I just was praying with the readings and the prayers are just really beautiful. And it calls to mind the seven sorrows of Mother Mary. We have a little statue of Seven Sorrows of Mother Mary over here on the table with a little image that talks about that devotion. And it just feels right here for the season of Lent, here for the first Saturday for um, this theme. And uh, so, the, as you know, the spirituality of the first Saturday has to do with the prayer of reparation. And for the last over a year, the first Saturday, I've been presenting homilies on the spirituality of the um, prayer of reparation. Today, we're gonna do it again. <laughs> this is a big topic, so there's a lot to be said. And um, I'm gonna quote here from the Catechism. This is the definition of the prayer of reparation from the Catechism. Making amends for a wrong done or for an offense, especially for sin, which is an offense against God. By his death on the cross, the Son of God offered his life out of love for the Father, to make reparation for our sinful disobedience. We are obliged to make reparation for personal sins against justice and truth, either through restitution of stolen goods or correcting the harm done to another's good name. Uh, so that's the definition of the prayer of reparation. And what really struck me there, so often when we talk about the, the death of Jesus on the cross, we, we say this is his expression of his love for us. Right? That's the normal language we use. How much does Jesus love? Look what he did. He, he died on the cross for us. That's an expression of his love for us. But in this definition, it says that his death on the cross was out of love for the Father. And boy, did that get me praying. You know, it's both. So I'm not, I'm not proposing it's either or. It's both. But the love for the Father. And you know, that's so important. And I'm going to try to weave a little theological tapestry to illustrate the beauty and importance of this insight. Um, we know at the beginning of Lent, we have the story of the 40 days of Jesus praying and fasting in the desert, and then the spiritual warfare with the devil. And the devil is going to try to tempt him to somehow not trust God the Father. If you are the Son of God, then do this. If you are, you know, so it's his filial relationship with God the Father, God the Son, that's being poked at there, and it's very similar to what the devil did with Adam and Eve, right? Doubting God, that God is good, that God is loving, that God is trustworthy. And then tomorrow at Mass on Sunday, 
We're going to have the transfiguration when Jesus is in the, in the glory and we hear the voice of God the Father saying, this is my beloved son. So there's a theme here of the relationship of love between God the Father and God the Son. And we know that that love is God the Holy Spirit. What does that have to do with reparation? Well, we can talk about reparation in the sense of justice. So for example, imagine there are two brothers. Let's say Thomas and Lawrence. One of the, uh, Thomas steals Lawrence's razor. So now, you know, Thomas has a beard, Lawrence doesn't. And now, you know, his conscience kicks in and he feels bad. And, you know, his brother Lawrence now can't shave. And so he, you know, he apologizes for the sin of stealing. And he's forgiven, right? Because those two brothers, they love each other. So he's forgiven, which is beautiful. But then you have to give the razor back, Okay. You know, that's restitution, that's reparation. It's, it's not one thing to say I'm forgiven and then just walk off with the razor. You know, so there's that spirituality there of restitution and reparation, uh, some sort of a gesture to repair the damage that was done. And uh, we could speak about that in terms of justice, but I think what Jesus reveals to us is something that goes above and beyond justice, and that is love. The spirit of love, which is not um, the spirit of, well, let me get out my calculator, you know? And as I was praying over that, I was thinking, how funny would it be? So I present to you a, a prayer image to think about, okay? How funny would it be if the sacrament of confession worked differently? How funny would it be if you had to pay money for every sin that you bring to be forgiven? And we have a, like a chart. Father and I would have this chart, and it's like, if you did this sin, it's a dollar. You know, if you did this sin, it's $5. If, if you did this sin, it's $10. Each time you did that sin, $10, okay? You know, and it was like that. What if, what if confession worked that way? Um, well, either A, Father and I would have lots of money in our pockets, <laughs> which St. Francis would not be too happy about, nor St. Benedict, right? Father Sylvester is a Benedictine monk, so Father, so nice to have you here. Um, uh, so either, or we'd sit over there and nobody would go to confession, right? <laughs> we'd be so lonely in there dusting the confessional, you know, like what, what else do you do? So what if, what if confession worked that way? Um, we'd all be very poor, <laughs> you know, but also we probably would think a little bit more about how we live our lives, right? It's like, oh, I've got to pay $10 if I, okay, maybe I'll, um, but it doesn't work that way, right? There's, there's no fee to get into the confessional. The absolution's not contingent on any sort of remuneration. You know, because the love and the mercy of God is free. It's free. And so there you have it. And, um, but yet, maybe if you leave confession, you may feel inspired to offer a donation to the poor or to the church, not because it's being exacted from you as a legal, just remuneration, but maybe out of generosity and love as an expression of great love and mercy. And that's ultimately what God is looking for for everything that we do. Not that we're doing it because of fear, that we're afraid we're gonna get punished if we don't, or um, some sort of twisted sense of like, how do I get on God's good side? But rather to be motivated by love. And that's what's appropriate for relationships, huh? You know, so put the calculators away. <laughs> and we refocus our hearts on the spirit of love, love for God. Love, look at the love he had for us. 
And we're moved by that. And then so now we respond in love. That's what the Lord is looking for. And I can't help but think that somehow the presence of Mother Mary there at the foot of the cross, bless you, highlights that reality. She, more than anyone else, knew the price that was paid. It happened right in front of her eyes. And she joined her heart. That's why her heart is sown with the thorns and the swords in it. You know, it was the, the sins that pierced her heart as well. She's not the Savior. Jesus is. But she was there joining with him. And so she knows the price that was paid. And so she is the mother of reconciliation. And she's the one that inspires us. And there comes into focus this beautiful first Saturday devotion. So I'll conclude with a little story which really helps me a lot. I hope it'll help you as well. In 1846, the Virgin Mary appeared to two shepherd children in southeastern France in a little area called La Salette. And this was eight years before Bernadette in Lourdes. And Mother Mary appeared to them, and she was crying because of the sins of the people, and she was wearing a crucifix necklace. And on the crucifix necklace, there was a hammer and a pair of pliers. They call pincers or pliers. And uh, the message there was a message just like all the other apparitions of prayer, penance, conversion, coming back to her son Jesus, living our faith. Um, but with this, this, what they now call the La Salette Cross, uh, the spirituality of that really is um, quite simple but also profound. The hammer represents sin, that every time we sin, we drive the nails into Jesus. And the pliers represent reparation, penance. That when we pray, when we repent, when we do um, prayers of reparation, we're like pulling the nails out. How simple is that? But also how profound. Um, it reminds me of the, one of the few places the catechism quotes St. Francis, St. Francis of Assisi. He said that the demons did not crucify our Lord, we did. <laughs> and we still do when we take delight in our sins and vices. So brothers and sisters, on this first Saturday, this day of reparation, motivated not by fear or any sense of what's just, but rather motivated by the great love of God that seeks our love in return. We offer our communion today for reparation for sin and uh, that we may express our great love for God in this way. Amen. been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans mm-hmm.